Hi, this is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Ball Control. Ball Control. What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Ball Control. This is Corey DLG, and with me as always is little brother Nico. Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, this is a gorgeous Thursday. I'm kidding. It's probably still raining. Um, Don't you just love it? I, I love Houston weather. I went from Floridian weather to Houston Yeah, weather. you took the week off for the holidays. The rest of us had to sit here and stare at our families. And I went on left. a trip. And then uh, you came back to rain. So did it rain at all in Florida? Uh, it rained the day we got there, but we didn't go into any of the amusement parks. We just kind of chilled at our hotel. Yeah. Because we got there at like 7 in the morning. Because they had like a red eye flight at like six a.m. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. Because they moved all your flights around. Yeah. So did y'all get there a day early? Is that what was going on? No. So we instead of leaving in the morning and then getting there at like mid afternoon, we oh, left. you left the night before to get there in the morning. Right. We went to like Atlanta in the morning, and then we went from Atlanta to Orlando. Yeah, that's not cool. No. That's not cool at all. Because you're sitting around the airport at like 4 in the morning, like just hanging out. Oh, the amount of coffee it would take to be able to get me to move. It's like two lattes and a monster to get me onto a plane at 4 in the morning. Actually, that's that's a falsehood. You know what I would do? I would just stay up from the night before. Right. No, that's what I did. I just stayed up. And then as soon as I got to on the plane, not even like. Yeah. As soon as you're on the buckle, go to sleep. Exactly. Done. And then it's like, wow, it's like fast traveling. I just wake up and I'm here. That's <laughs> exactly what it is. That's the only way to do that. That is the only way to do that there. Uh, this is Ball Control, Conroe's greatest and only sports show, so you're stuck with us and we're stuck with you. Hooray! That's excitement. Um, shout out to our sponsors, RNA Sports. We'll talk about them a little bit later. But here we want to talk about the most important thing in all of sportsdom. Football? Football playoffs. Oh, it's coming, boys. The NFL playoffs are one weekend away. They are upon us. The Ides of March are upon us. Um, we've got just about everything set up now. There's one team in each division. There's one spot in each conference still open. Okay. So there's one more place to be filled. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, in the AFC, Kansas City is still holding on to the one spot as of right now. But if they lose again, and they've been losing some games here lately, if they lose again and New England wins, um, there could be a flip-flop there actually no new england lost to kansas city so if they're tied the tiebreaker goes to kansas city ah so there's nothing they can do about that amazing yeah so kansas city you know what's weird though what's that i have no faith in them as the one seed so they're the one seed they home field advantage as long as they're in the playoffs okay right so no matter what they get to play that's what they, that's the rule there um no faith <laughs> yeah none at all none at all so they cut the star running back because he punched a girl in a hotel hallway uh, not a good move. No, and then he lied to management about it. <laughs> also not a good move. Yeah, so he's like Ofer. Um, so all that being said, he basically – he now they don't have a running game, and they had the number two running back in the league. Um, the not backups not aren't bad. They're getting a couple touchdowns and stuff out of them, but what you're not going to get out of those guys – Is the number two running back. <laughs> is the number two running back in the NFL, the consistency there. Um, and Kansas City doesn't run a ton. But Kareem Hunt was still getting, you know, 90-plus yards and, and a couple of scores and was catching the ball and going. I mean, he was just an all-around weapon. It was another another weapon on the field. Plus, the other guys are starting to get banged up. Tyreek Hill's dealing with, uh, I think it's a hip injury, but he's still playing. Um, and he's one of the fastest guys on the field. But 
in the playoffs, the gimmick plays don't work as much. And a lot of what they do with him, I shouldn't say gimmick. Like, he's a scorer. He's a gamer. Uh, Tyreek Hill is going to have a great long career. But the issue overall is once you get – once you – in the playoffs, you don't give up as many big plays. Defenses are a little more tuned Tight, in. Right. Everyone's just paying a little bit more attention. It's very rare when you have, like, the blowout games in the playoffs. It's very rare. And the Texans have been on the bad end of a few of those, and it's embarrassing because what it really means is one side was way more prepared than the other. Which is not a good – No, it's really not. Like, that's not something – But, I mean, that's – that's. I mean, this is the playoffs. This, is, this ain't no – this ain't no walk in the park. These are the best teams in the league. Right, exactly, and that's what the design of that is. Is like, this is when all the this is when all the margins are gone. Right. There's no more. Oh well, last week and this week and next week and oh, we got this going on and that going. No. Oh, we're gonna rest so and so because we need him in the. No, no. Now is when everything's on the field, and you get everyone's best shot. And the Texans have been just, they've been woefully unready for that. And the reason I mentioned them is for a minute there they were cruising for the two seed. They were. They, um, were. they were like nine nine straight games. Well, the New England lo- has lost a couple in December, which is wildly uncharacteristic. And Texans, the Texans were playing some of the hottest football in the league. Yeah. And so Nine straight wins until I showed up and then I lost that 10th game. Oh, man. Man. And the Colts, unfortunately, the Colts have been playing better hot football right now. Um, and they've played themselves back into the hunt. Okay, so the AFC is... Kansas City is a full lock. They're the one seed. New England is the two seed unless um, they lose and we w- and the Texans win. Okay, so if that happens, there's a chance we we can still we're still not completely out of it. But we now we need New England to lose again, which is very uncharacteristic. Um, beyond that, the Chargers they're in the same division as Kansas City and they have 11 wins, so they're a wild card team. They're the fifth seed, and they're probably they're probably the second best team in the AFC right now. And the result of that is it sucks for them because they're a five seed. No matter what, they're a five seed because they, they've lost the division to the Chiefs. Mm. Um, so they're going to play on the road every week of the playoffs. But the weird thing is San Diego actually has been playing just as well on the road as they have at home, which is uncharacteristic of most teams. And the reason why is their home team doesn't really care about them very much. They're San Diego has been – Will they, won't they move talks for like two years now. Oh, so everyone's just kind of stopped caring about them. Yeah, so San Diego, remember, so when we went to the NFL game, uh, it was a huge event, right? Like, yeah. there's there's all these big tents and things and people and groups and hundreds of people outside, bands are playing and all of that. The NFL does a great job of making game day an event because it's only once a week, so they can afford to do it that way. Right. But when you're constantly telling your fan base, hey, we, we might not be here. Hey, we're, we're in talks to leave. Hey, we might go and be the other team in L.A. Hey, we might do this. We might do that. We might do this. Well. Doesn't look so good. No, and people stop. It's an expensive event, too. How much was how much was a soda and fries or whatever we got? Soda and popcorn? Like $11, $15? Yeah, 15 bucks. So It's a souvenir cup, though. Right. Um, $15 later, you've had a drink and a popcorn. Right. Um, and that doesn't work. So you can't wring the money out of them when you're telling them they're going to leave. So San Diego has been playing essentially road games even at home. The opposition has been buying up tickets because that's the other thing. Is the NFL is such a big deal. If you're a fan of your team and they're not in your city anymore, you get real excited. So you, you get, like, real excited. Oh, man, the Browns are going to be playing in San Diego this week. 
oh, I got to buy my tickets because I've been a Browns fan for 20 years. And, like, that's what happens. And then in, in San Diego, because there are no home fans anymore, two-thirds of the stadium is going the other way every week, um, which is not a good sign. That's it's not a good practice thing. for road games. Right. So if there's ever been a team who's, like, mentally prepared to be a road playoff team – it's San Diego. It's San Diego, but you still don't want to. You don't want to go on the road three weeks in a row. They played their it. hand perfectly. Yeah, yeah. They, they played the best position possible. So the open seed is the sixth seed, okay? It's either going to go to Baltimore, who is 9-6, and six, or it's going to go to Indy or Tennessee. The both of them are 9-6. and six. Indy and Tennessee play each other. Oh, so that'll be, that'll be the choice decision right there. <laughs> that'll, that'll help the decision a lot. Um, everyone in the NFL is kind of rooting for Indy to lose. Because they've been playing such hot football right now that people are scared to play them. Nobody wants to get the Indianapolis draw. Hmm. So it's kind of a worry for everybody. Like, So they're the, they'd be the sixth seed if they got in. And so as a sixth seed, they would go to Kansas City. Well, first they would go, as it stands right now, f- oh, poop. first they would come to Houston. Oh, no, us again. Yeah. They walked through us. They, they beat us real bad last time, so hopefully that doesn't happen again. But if it goes like it did, Isn't it this will. the third time we played them? Yeah, you play your division rivals twice. And the problem with the division rivals, if they make the playoffs, you play them a third time. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, it's one and one right now, so I guess this would be the tiebreaker. Yeah, but it's probably going to go in Indy's favor. Um, so then Indy shows up. So then Indy hypothetically beats Houston. Um, they would then go to Kansas City, and we just talked about how I don't believe in Kansas City, so then they would beat Kansas City, and then they would go to a conference finals where they would probably play the winner of the New England Chargers situation. So, whatever way that goes, that's, that's, that's what's going to be happening. Right. So, if Indy gets in, they're probably going to play the Patriots in Foxborough for the conference. That's the strangest statement. Yeah. Um, now, if Baltimore gets in, I think it's wide open. Baltimore, uh, Lamar Jackson can't really throw. He's a running quarterback. They do a lot of gimmicky. It's a lot of college football-looking run plays and run designs and schemes. If you, I feel like if the Texans had a week to just stare at it and were like, if you screw this up, you're going home, mm. I feel like they could really, they could, they could really hurt that offense. Because they don't throw, and right now our weakness is secondary. That's true. So, yeah, by all means, let's just go uh, ahead. <laughs> yeah, keep running. Keep running and running and running, and J.D. Van Clowney and J.J. Watt will just be in the backfield all day. Um, so, hope I mean, that'd be interesting. Um, over here in the Eastern Conference, or I'm sorry, in the National Football Conference, the NFC, uh, the New Orleans Saints are 13-2, and two and they're playing just the best. Everybody, they beat everybody. Right. They really do. Every time they play a good team, they beat them. They somehow lost to uh, Dallas. Yeah, that <laughs> somehow. was somehow that was a bad game for them. Uh, and they've gone through a stretch here lately where their offense has slowed down a little bit. They went from averaging four touchdowns to two touchdowns. Um, the Rams, the Bears, the Cowboys, Seattle, the six seed is up for grabs here. It's Minnesota, Philly, Washington, Green Bay. Um, like eight people it could be. What is this? Well, no. Washington Green Bay are out. It's really Minnesota and Philly. Minnesota's eight and six and one. Philly is eight, seven, and no, and oh. That tie might go in the Vikings' favor depending on how it all works out. Mm. 
if the Minnesota Vikings lose, they'll be eight, seven, and one. If Philly wins, they'll be nine and seven. They have more wins, so they'll go. Um, the only way it gets weird is if Philly plays to a tie. Then they have the same record. Yeah, yeah. And I think the Phil. I think Philly. I think they play uh, Washington or Dallas. Let me see real quick. And then we'll jump out to a break here. The cool thing about Week 17 is all the games are on Sunday. They give everyone the same amount of time to prepare for the playoffs. So, uh, Philly's going to be playing at the Washington Redskins, who are real, real bad. We're going to talk about them next segment. It keeps getting worse. <laughs> it's just a spiral. Pinhead Town gets worse. Uh, so, anyway, the Colts at Tennessee is the primetime game. Everyone else is playing at noon or at 3. Everything will be done and decided by Sunday night. But Sunday night, you have to watch India, Tennessee to find out how it all ends. Baltimore, though, will be playing. Where the heck are they? No one. Cleveland at Baltimore. Oh, okay. And, and Cleveland's been playing Magic though. They're actually in the standings. They're like number eight, which is wild. They were they went from a team that didn't win a single game. They fired their head coach. Fired their head coach like week five. And here they are. Here they are. Amazing. How many wins do they have? Uh, they have six right now, but they have a tie also. Pretty good. Yeah, I'm proud of them. That's it's a big deal for them. Uh, but yeah, so Cleveland goes to Baltimore. Oh, they have seven wins. They are seven, seven, and one. That so is they could have they could finish with a winning season. That's amazing. Um, How times have changed. It really is, and the tie is such a weird thing. The ties are coming into play. Pittsburgh had one of the ties. Um, and Minnesota and Green Bay had one of the ties. Two ties this year. Usually, there's like one rare. But yeah, it's it's definitely going to be an interesting thing. We're coming up on the playoffs. One more little bit of one more weekend of football, and then we'll know who to start betting all of our money on. Mm -hmm. Get ready. All right, we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more ball control coming your way. Ball control. Ball control. Welcome back to some more Ball Control. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Hey, guys. Yeah, so I promised you some more news from the town of Pinhead. All right. And uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to travel over to Washington, D.C., home of the Washington Redskins, and I'm going to tell you some more stupid stuff that they've done. So remember they signed Josh Johnson a couple weeks ago instead of Colin Kaepernick? Yeah, uh, like the 28th string quarterback. Josh Johnson, who's about to be the starting quarterback in the AAFL that debuts in February, I believe. Um, that guy? Yeah, that guy. Anyway, um, they went to him after two weeks of Mark Sanchez, famous for the butt fumble and being just one of the worst quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. And they went ahead and benched Mark Sanchez after two weeks to go ahead and give Josh Johnson a chance for the to – Keep losing for the Redskins. Woohoo! Right. So they lost last week, and um, former Houston Texan draft pick DJ Swearinger is their safety. Um, Did he also break his leg? No, he didn't. This is actually even better. He complained publicly about how things are going. He said, "Excellent." He said, I, "Honestly, um, it's pretty dumb." He he said, "We're not we're not putting ourselves in the best position to make plays. 
we we all know what they do here in those situations, and we we just didn't take advantage of it. Um, they're playing Tennessee. Tennessee's Marcus Mariota got hurt, and he's been the reason they've been playing well. Him and Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's gone off the last few weeks, six hundred plus yards and like seven touchdowns. Or something Absolute like that. craziness, just going nuts. So Washington, Washington feels like with Blaine Gabbard in, they need to just sit back and play zone and stop the run is what they wanted to do. Instead, the defensive coordinator had him in a lot of single high safety, straight man coverage across the board looks. The thing about man coverage is you might have one or two corners that are just better than the wide receivers they're lined up against, so they'll win the matchup. But that's not going to be the case across the board, so there's going to be a wide receiver who, if he runs his route correctly, every single time is going to be open. Because the corner the corner's more worried about giving up the big play than he is about getting an interception. Um, so they don't... Your starters will probably gamble because they feel they feel good. They're starters. They know what they're up. They know what's up. But like your nickel, your 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 fourth corner, your fifth corner, they probably won't. Uh, and so Blaine Gabbert was able to just go up and down the field against man coverage. Because first of all, when you line up in man coverage, you have to line up in man coverage. You've got to be near the guy you're going up against. Because if you're not, uh, you got to chase him all the way around the field when he runs his route, and you don't know what kind of route he's going to run. So. You basically have to tell the quarterback it's man coverage, and then on top of that, once he knows it's man coverage, he can call routes out, you know? Right. Hey, uh, guy number four, you're probably going to be the most open. Give me give me an inside slant so I see your numbers as you're turning across the middle of the field, and I can just peg you with the football. And that's that's quarterback 101. Those are completions. Those are easy completions. They'll do it every time over and over and over. And it was part of what DJ Swearinger was complaining about. He didn't like the defensive play calls. He thought the coach was leaving his guys out to dry. Because um, they they did. It sounds like they did. It seems like they did. Plus, if if Tennessee's back at quarterback beats you, you're doing something wrong. That's that's just my position. Right. This isn't the this isn't the backup quarterback that wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, this isn't Nick Foles. Blaine Gabbard is not a good quarterback. Matt, he was a former Jacksonville Jaguar starting quarterback. If that tells you how bad he is, Woo! he's real bad. He's real, 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 real bad. Uh, Blaine Gabbard lost his job in two years. Um, and here he is again. Here he is backing up in Tennessee instead of Colin Kaepernick. Um, and he did come in and get a win against the Washington Redskins during the playoff race. And it's kind of because the defensive coordinator just gave up. Yeah, he was like, "Just man coverage. It's well, not hard to get to t- be like, yeah, you get him, you get him, bam." Right. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is, if you're the quarterback and you go three wide, but you spread them way out because the the field is long, you can you got to make him cover sideline to sideline. So guys, go all the way down to the edges. Once they line up and they're lined up all the way to the edges with your receiver, you know it's not a zone. You know they're not gonna run back to their spots, they're in man coverage. So even dumb Blaine Gabbert can go, okay, I think they're in man. <laughs> hey, fourth receiver or tight end or, you know. Whatever. Running Someone back out go of the, yeah, forward. <laughs> yeah, you give me an inside slant. Show me your numbers. I'm going to peg you with the football. This is, are you just going to do this and I'm yeah. just going to throw this at you? Seven yards down the field every single play, every single play, over and over and over and over and over again. I'm going to finish with 140 yards. 20 completions out of 28 attempts, and I'm just going to keep pegging you in the chest until we win. And it works. It, it does work. It, it will work every single time. If if all you run is man coverage, you get beat. But that's why teams mix it up. That's why they call all their stuff. 
TJ Swearinger is essentially saying we got beat by by staying in man coverage. Okay, there you go. Now you know. Um, apparently, Jay Gruden, head coach of the Washington Redskins, had told DJ Swearinger previously to stop bad mouthing the coaching staff in public. Well, that's too bad. Stop being bad. So that's my position, right? Like, <laughs> yes, you want things to be taken care of in house. In a good franchise, players don't complain to the media. New England Patriots, that kind of thing. But they don't complain to the media because they trust the staff. Also, problems will probably get solved. Right. They know in New England that staff cares more about winning than they do. And that's a hard thing for a player to accept. But they know in New England that's all they're about is rings. If it doesn't put a ring on a finger, if it ain't a Beyonce song, they're not happy about it. And other franchises don't have that kind of trust built up because they suck. They're losing franchises. The Washington Redskins are a train wreck. This season has been a train wreck. So the players don't believe for a second that the Washington Redskins care at all about them. As a matter of fact, I don't remember if we got to cover this on the show because of the timing. There was a player who sent a private message uh, on Instagram to a fan. They'd been talking back and forth for a little bit. And in the exchange, he essentially says, this organization is a train wreck. It's a mess. As soon as my contract is up this offseason, I'm going to go, I'm going to, be a free agent and see what I can get anywhere else. Anywhere. Anywhere else. And I believe it was a captain of the defense that said that. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's a mess. It's just a, it, 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 they're real bad. Um, so DJ Swearinger calls out the coach, which is just fine. Listen, if you think the TV people aren't calling out the coaches, if you think the media isn't calling out the coaches, right here in Houston, the Texans are a three seed. And every week all I hear from people is, when are we going to fire Bill O'Brien? When are we going to fire Bill O'Brien? Bill O'Brien's a terrible head coach. Do you know what they say in the, in on ESPN? Winning 10 games is the hardest thing to do in the National Football League. Winning nine in a row is almost impossible in the National Football League. They're impressed. And we wanna, we're we in there talking about every game, how bad we are. Right. Um, everyone else is like, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, everyone else is like, man, you guys have won 10 wins this season. That's a great thing. Y'all don't have a lot of receivers. You don't have, like, you don't have a running game. You got a young quarterback. That's great. You guys should be real happy. And we're like, when are we firing our coach? Right. When are we firing Bill O'Brien? And there, there's a lot of things that need to get fixed on this team. They're, they're not perfect, and I don't believe they're in a position to win a Super Bowl this year. But we're in the playoffs, and that's step one. Right. Get Th there. Step one is get there. And, and the other part of Bill O'Brien, this is his third winning season. Before he got here, the Texans had three in their whole history. Yeah. That's so... He's done more for the franchise than the franchise had done for itself in the last 10 years. Right. But that's just how the national and the local differs. So if you think the Washington Redskins aren't going to be hearing locally about how bad their, their play calling was, they are. They fired DJ Swearinger. Cut him. What? One week left, two weeks left in the season, they cut him. That's insane. He's now an Arizona Cardinal. Um, I do want to give the other side of this. Real quick before we jump out of here. DJ Swearinger is, he was drafted in 2013, second round pick. The two or three years he was here with the Texans, he got more penalties and missed more tackles than any safety I'd ever seen because DJ Swearinger only believes in one thing, the big hit. DJ Swearinger wants to sprint 40 yards down the field and hit you with his shoulder and your chest every single play. Um, so there were lots of plays where he missed and the guy would just go running by him for a touchdown. There were lots of plays where the guy would, like, he'd blow the guy up, but the guy wouldn't go down. 
and he would stumble back six yards and then run forward some more and get crucial first downs and things of that nature. If DJ Swearinger knew that he could hold people with his arms, he'd be a great safety. <laughs> um, but I don't know if anyone's explained that rule to him. Uh, he's been on, this will be his fifth team, fourth team, fifth stop. Texans, Tampa Bay, Washington, Arizona, and Arizona. Arizona, Arizona again. <laughs> yeah. So he went, he went Texans. We cut him. Tampa signed him. Tampa picked him up for the last year of his rookie deal because it was cheap. And he, he, he is good. He's been in two Pro Bowls. Once as a replacement and once as a starter. Um, and then when Tampa didn't offer him any money at the end of the year because they didn't want to pay him because he's kind of a nut job, he goes to Arizona. Then from Arizona, he goes to Washington. Washington, I think, gives him some decent money because Washington pays everybody. And now they just cut him, and Arizona just went ahead and picked him back up and said, well, we could certainly use a safety. <laughs> um, sure. Yeah. So it's just been a mess. It's just been an absolute train wreck um, over there in Pinhead Town. And they just cut their starting safety. Man, I love, I love, I love how smart every decision they've ever made. They don't get anything right. Also, they gave some guaranteed money to Alex Smith, and essentially, if he can't play next year, they're hurt real bad because his guaranteed money mo- stays against the cap no matter what, and something like twenty-five million dollars. Just sitting there, broken so leg. they'll need to get a starting quarterback. But they don't have the money to pay one because the money that you would budget to the quarterback position is in a broken leg. Is in a broken leg, never walking again. Well, I don't know. I mean, they say he's going to be. As of right now, they're a lot more optimistic about Alex Smith, but no one is saying if he's going to play again. Yeah, it's it's the one thing where they're like, he'll be fine. But may not be an elite athlete ever again. Plus, he was already 33. Right. Do I you want to come back and get your leg rebroke? Right. Um, they just put me back together, and they're yeah. just gonna break you again. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm in my comeback. I'm guaranteed the money anyway. Right. Ah, uh, dang! If only I was paid twenty-five million dollars to break my bones. Right. I think I'll just stay home and take the guaranteed something like forty, forty-five million still coming to him. Jeez. So with that, we're gonna jump out to a break. Uh, when we come back, I have a surprise for Nico. Oh boy! This has been Ball Control. Ball Control. Ball control. Control, this is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Hey, guys. Man, all right. So we've talked about uh, Pinhead Town. Yep. Talked about the NFL. Time to talk about the second most important sport right now, college football playoffs. Oh, gosh. The cesspool. The cesspool. So the cesspool narrowed it down to four teams. Okay. Uh, six others were undefeated and didn't make it. <laughs> there were probably a couple undefeated, honestly. Well, I'll uh, I'll I'll check the standings and see if there was somebody. They weren't they weren't quote unquote good enough. Right. Um. That's what matters, man. So Saturday, the uh, Clemson and Notre Dame will play at four o'clock Eastern, and Alabama will play Oklahoma at eight o'clock Eastern, and that's the Cotton Bowl and the Orange Bowl. All right. Um, the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic and the Capital One Orange Bowl. Those will decide who plays for the national title game. All right? All right. So your your four teams are Clemson, Notre Dame, Alabama, Oklahoma. I hope they're all 17-0. and 0. Um, No, there's some losses in some of these. Oh, well, that's disappointing. Uh, I think Oklahoma has a loss. I think oh. Oklahoma might be the only one with a loss, honestly. Well, they should have been kicked out. 
Um, Trash. <laughs> and then Monday, January 7th, the two winners play. Uh, but we're in bowl season. This is actually a fun time of the year for me. I actually do like bowl season. I hate college football, and the bowls are a joke. They private plane these guys out here. They give them laptops and shirts and gear and swag for participating in this exhibition game. But there's like 40 bowls, okay? So Sunday, December 15th, there was the Air Force Reserve Celebration Bowl. There was the New Mexico Bowl presented by Progressive. There was the AutoNation Cure Bowl. Um... There was the Mitsubishi Motors Las Vegas Bowl, the Raycom Media Camila Bowl, the R&L Carriers New Orleans Bowl. There's some really dumb ones. The Cherubundi Boca Raton Bowl. Um, was any was any of that words? Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> the DXL Frisco Bowl, the Bad Boy Moors Gasparilla Bowl. I actually watched part of that one. Marshall Thundering Herd played. Um, the Makers Won It Bahamas Bowl, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. That's funny. Um, the Jared Birmingham Bowl, the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, where Army beat Houston 70-14. to 14. Yeah, that was oh. pretty bad. Oh. Um, today there's a couple bowls going on, or yesterday, I mean. There's the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl, the Quick Lane Bowl, the Cheez-It Bowl. Today there's the Walk-On Independence Bowl, the New Era Pinstripe Bowl, the Academy Sports and Outboard Texas Bowl. Baylor's going to play Vanderbilt tonight. Um... I like these bowls because these are the guys that you're never going to see. Right. Like, this is the only time you're ever going to see them. Right. And so it's always fun to see them doing stuff. Um, Like, Missouri-Oklahoma State. They were never going to be in the playoff. It was no. never going to happen. It was never going to happen. So they get to play at the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. All right. Yay! The San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl, which is Northwestern versus Utah. Northwestern actually had a pretty decent year. Uh, Tax Slayer Gator Bowl is NC State versus Texas A&M. Like, there's just these random weird ones, uh, but I, I always like the bowls. It's fun. You get to – there's not a lot of stuff on the holidays this week between Christmas and New Year's. You wind up watching, like, six bowl games and just being like, okay, I guess that's what we're doing. I guess it's bowl season. <laughs> it's bowl season. Yeah, so University of Central Florida, uh, they were undefeated. Um, Clemson's undefeated, but they're in the playoff. Oklahoma had one loss. Uh, Garbage. OSU and Michigan both had one losses. Northwestern only had one loss. Um, Notre Dame was undefeated. That's why they're in the top four. Any, if Notre Dame goes undefeated, they're going to immediately be in the top four. Everyone loves Notre Dame. Everyone secretly loves Notre Dame, I should say. Um, why secretly? What's the big deal? Well, they're an independent. They don't play in a conference. They schedule their own stuff. So a lot of times you can kind of get on to them because they pick every single opponent. There's nothing that they inherit. Now what that does mean, though, is that their hard games are scheduled and their soft games are scheduled. though. So it's kind of a, yeah. a toss-up. Um, but everyone secretly, if you love college football, you secretly love Notre Dame. Like, it, there's just, it just was college football for so Rudy, like, just all of it. Like, there's just this moment, there's something about Notre Dame where you're just like, yeah, but... You get excited with Notre Dame. If I, anytime, I promise you this, there will never be a time when Notre Dame is undefeated is not in a person-selected playoff or bowl. Fair enough. They will always that will always happen, and it's because people secretly love Notre How Dame. How much do the people who who pick who pick goes to the playoffs get paid? Uh, because I, I don't imagine know. <laughs> that's I don't a lot know. of money. <laughs> I, I bet it is too. I bet those bowls. That's something that that would be the investigation when we find out that the poinsettia bowl is trying to fly out the president of the selection committee to like Honolulu, like 
cover them in booze and in hookers for two weeks before. Like, that's when we'll know something's up. Right. <laughs> um, Alabama's undefeated. That's why they went in. Mm, let's see. What else? What else? What else? What else? That's all the undefeateds. There are only a few undefeateds this year. Oh, okay. It's not as bad as... Not as bad as usual, but UCF was one of them. The University of Central Florida, yet again... Undefeated. Undefeated. Not a, <laughs> doesn't get to play for a championship. Two years in a row now. Two years in a row. Even even when you have Oklahoma <laughs> lost one. Yeah, Oklahoma lost one. They're just going to tell you, Oklahoma plays tougher schedules. They're a better program. They play harder schools. They're more talented. Like That's... That's why they're more talented. They're more why talented. Did, then why did they go undefeated? Well, you don't play. Why don't? Why don't, don't? Why don't? Why don't all the undefeated people go against each other into a slug match of death? That would be. I would like to. S- I wish it was sort of like everyone's tied for first place until you lose, and then you come out, and then you rank out as you lose. Right. And then if at the end there's five first place teams, okay, we'll have a playoff. We'll have a play-in game with whoever we consider the two worst undefeateds, and then the other the four remaining can, can play a playoff. Um, yeah, I don't know. But the reality is there's too much money involved. People like UCF don't matter. Um, right. Oh, there's too much money involved, and it's picked by people, and everyone knows people are the ones. <laughs> well, listen, when it comes to people, the people involved in college football are the worst. They are the they, worst. They're just the worst. When it comes to college football sports, not a single one of them, including the head coaches, are good people. They're all terrible people. Um, Makes you wonder because we like, uh, like, for me, like professional football has always been like this, like great, like upstanding, like oh, look at all these gentlemanly playing this. I, I don't know. That seems, I think it seems incorrect too. Well, it, like they it, get paid a lot of money to hurt people. They do, but it's also a game, and they're real good at it. Yeah. No. Yeah. For sure. For sure. To me, college football has always just been okay. So. Jim Tressel, for a long time, they called him the sweater vest. He coached in Ohio State, okay? He was like an icon there. He coached like 10 years. And he always talked about character and integrity, and he, there were certain types of players he would recruit. And he, he, wanted, he wanted high-quality guys, okay? Well, he gets a quarterback one year who's one of the greats, one of the Heisman runner-ups, and he's going to win all sorts of stuff and blah, blah, blah. And they're about to play for a national title and blah, blah, blah. And they go and... They have this great run, okay? Uh, right before, right after the bowl game, they wind up losing somewhere along the way. They don't play for the title, blah, blah, blah. And they play in a bowl game. Right after the bowl game, it comes out that the players had received impermissible benefits. They traded jerseys for tattoos. So they needed to be suspended. So they were suspended. Well, then it turns out the tattoos were actually not fresh. They were old. So then they went back and they figured out when they were fresh, and it was like midway through the season. So then they voided those wins, blah, blah, blah. And Jim Trestle was like, you know, I'm disappointed they broke the rules. I can't believe they would do that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Then it turns out he knew the day it happened. Oh, no. And he knowingly played ineligible players the whole season. Oh, no. Because he has no character. He has no integrity. He's He's a piece of crap who's getting paid millions of dollars to win football games on the backs of athletes who don't get paid. Um, at the time, he was selling a book about leadership. That's the way to do it. Highlighting character and integrity. Everyone knows. They have the utmost character and integrity. You have to lie about having character and integrity. You have to not know what it means to have character and integrity and make the worst choices possible every opportunity you get. Right. That's what it means. 
Void your losses. <laughs> yeah. So Vo- he lost Vo- his job, <laughs> and he basically kind of walked away. Jim Trussell's nowhere now. He's, he's not even in college football. Um, it's okay. They paid him millions of dollars. I'm millions, sure he's fine. Millions upon millions of dollars. And I think that was like his second or third book, honestly. So He's fine. He's fine. fine. That's the other part. That's the other part. When they finally catch these guys cheating and being scummy pieces of crap. They're like, get out of here. And the they're like, fine, the I only take my $10 million. Right. The uh. bank account's got nine mil in it. Right. They have a very nice home on a golf course in Arizona that they go back to with their with their trophy wives. And they never complain. Right. They never. You never hear one of them complain. And the reason right. you don't. They disappear to the ether of time. That And the reason why is because they all know they have it so good that they don't need to rock the boat. Every one of them. You never. In any other league, sport, moment, or opportunity, you see a guilty person complain and fight until his face falls off. Guilty or innocent. Doesn't matter. You can. Evidence after evidence after evidence can come out against them. And it'd be like. Well. Allen Iverson got mad at reporters for asking about whether how come he wasn't showing up on time to practice, as though it wasn't his full time job to be a basketball player. He was like, "Practice, practice. We talk about practice, but practice though, not a game, as though that's the only thing he has to do. But practice, yeah, Allen. Everyone else shows up for work every day of the week, not just game day. Um, game day, <laughs> yeah, game day. I'm there every other day. Maybe I don't know. Maybe." Um, I'm feeling a little mm. right, but everyone else, tooth and nail goes down swinging. They don't even want to acknowledge they're wrong. College football coaches, ah, I, you got I, me. I apologize for this indiscretion because they got away with it a hundred times. They don't want investigations. They don't. They will immediately admit to the first part of it because they don't want to get involved at all. And when they do lie and when they do try and cover it up, they find like nine other things, and they're like, okay, all right, you're right. You caught me on the first thing. Let's get out of here. And then they <laughs> go right, home with their done. millions of dollars. Right. right. And the program gets punished, and the kids get punished, and the coach goes home, and nothing happens. Right. Nothing happens. You never see colleges get in trouble for hiring cheating coaches. You never see colleges get in trouble for bringing them onto their staff. Uh, well, bec- well and, and then even when horrible things like that happen, uh, it's it's always like, all right, because we've done all this, we're going to fine you a few million dollars. Right. Oh God! Let let this multi-billion-dollar industry. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. It'll be like out of okay. I owe you ten million over the next three years. I'll just pay you four million now. Right. Will you be okay? Yeah, I think I got it. I'm good. I think I got it. I I still get to coach college football and just travel the country on your dime. Use your private jets. You live through your expenses. That's the thing. Like. They tab out everything. They don't pay for anything anyway. That's how you know you're rich. <laughs> yeah. When everything's free, you're rich. That's <laughs> the deal. Um, yeah, we're going to jump out here to a break. When we come back, we got a little bit more ball control coming your way. This is, as always, Corey DLG. Ball control. Ball control. Welcome back to Ball Control, right here with Corey DLG, and with me as usual is Little Brother Nico. College football still the worst. That's right. Hey, shout out to RNA Sports. Nico, you want to tell our friends and listeners about RNA Sports? RNA Sports is a phenomenal sports location. They got all kinds of sports memorabilia, all kinds of signed things. You got to go out there, man. It's a real located. Uh, oh God, what's thirty-five hundred one North Fraser. Been a week since I did it, and I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> But yeah, it's a it's a fantastic location. They're opening up a second location soon-ish. So soon, 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 soon. 
So uh, that'll be more uh, like sports equipment. Yeah. So like if you're a little league or stuff like that, kind of keep your ears peeled. What you really need to do, go to Facebook, follow them on the Facebook page. Rich always makes his announcements there first. Um, and then he also has a lot of raffle, raffles and giveaways and sells a lot and of stuff. auctions, yeah. Auctions. He, um, you know, he went to Chicago recently, got a bunch of Alex Bregman stuff signed, came back, and first thing he did, first thing he did on the day back, raffled one off. There you go. So if you're following the page, you get this stuff right away before anyone else can even go to the store and buy it from him. Right. Uh, RNA Sports right there at 3501 North Frazier. Go, uh, go tell Rich that uh, Nerd Thug Radio sent you or Ball Control sent you, and you will get 20% off your highest ticketed item. Yeah. All right. So we're going to get out of here today talking a little NBA. My my favorite, my real favorite number two sport. Right. Um, LeBron hurt his groin last night. Oh, no. Or Tuesday night. Yeah. So. Not the greatest player of all time. He's day-to-day, but here's what was impressive. They were playing the Golden State Warriors, and they still won the game. Yeah. He came out middle of the third quarter. Tons of basketball left. Golden State tried. They didn't. Is they is is uh is is Stephen Curry, is he returned? He he's he's playing now, but he didn't look great. He missed. I think, I think he was like six. He was he missed. I think he only made one of seven three pointers. Oh man. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it wasn't. It was Golden State played bad. Draymond Green fouled out with like six minutes left in the fourth. Um, Kevin Durant looked terrible, and there wasn't anybody on Kevin Durant to really stop him. Kyle Kuzma was playing him. Um. It's not like he's known around the league as some great defender. Uh, Kevin Durant, though, the, the greatest player. He sucked. Um, <laughs> wow, that was, that was an aggressive stance. I, everyone keeps wanting to make Kevin Durant the best player in the NBA. They keep trying to They go. They, this is what they say. Are you ready? Are you ready, Nico? I'm, for your, I'm for, ready. For circular logic here. Okay. Golden State. Wins a title against LeBron when Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love were both out. LeBron stretched it to five games with guys like uh, Michael Dellavedova and J.R. Smith. Okay, bad team. Okay, he it, when your number two and your number three guys are both out and real hurt, real bad. Um, uh, Kyrie Irving fractured a kneecap. Oh gosh, game one, like six minutes in, and you're like, hey. Now we got nothing. Kevin Love had separated his shoulder like in the series prior, and he, I think he played the last. He might have played the last game, but it didn't, didn't matter. Didn't matter. <laughs> didn't matter. Um, so Golden State wins. The next year, LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love are healthy. They win, and they win in six, and it's convincing, and it's aggressive, and then Golden State signs Kevin Durant. They won. They've now won two in a row, and Kevin Durant has been the finals MVP both times. So now, because he's been two-time finals MVP against LeBron James, he's the best player in the NBA. Right, it's okay, because LeBron solos all of the, solos an entire well, it's, conference. It's weird that both those teams were already playing for the title without Kevin Durant even showing up. Right. They already made it there. They didn't need Kevin Durant. <laughs> right. They needed him to beat LeBron James, and that's fine. They needed one more piece to beat LeBron. But you're not going to tell me you okay, it, it requires your your three-pronged ultimate trident to to beat one guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not going to then tell me that that, that, that one guy, guy is better than the other guy that it took all four of you to beat. Right. It it wasn't enough for Draymond Green, Klay Thompson and Steph Curry. They needed Kevin Durant to beat 
LeBron James. So that, in turn, makes Kevin Durant singular. The best player in the NBA. False. <laughs> right. It doesn't even kind of add up. Like, when they make the argument, I laugh. That's not even that's, that's not, not even that's logical. That's not an argument. <laughs> now, he is playing some of the most efficient basketball that people have ever seen, but he's on a team of, of players that play great, efficient. Ba- this whole team is the— That's the whole team. Right. It's like if Porsche— had designed a basketball team. Like, it's going to run hyper-efficiently because that's how they get the most power out of the motor, by being hyper-efficient. So this lineup is just full of guys designed to do what they're supposed to do, and then all of a sudden everyone gets to play efficiently because they all do only the things they're great at. It's like the New England Patriots. So they're like, oh, these numbers, these efficiencies, these these uh, player efficiency rankings, and oh, man, blah, blah, blah. So what? Does does Kevin Durant solo an entire conference? No, he doesn't. All right. And and when he had Mr. Triple Double by his side, they didn't win anything. They didn't win. You're telling me that it that a, that a team is better than one guy? Apparently. But no, the team added the greatest player in the history of the NBA to be better than LeBron James. To be, to be better than the greatest player <laughs> in the NBA. Right. <laughs> right. So that's the problem there. But uh, so anyway, I, d- I just – So they still lost. They still that's, lost. That's fun. That's my problem with Kevin Durant, though, is they've overhyped it. He's great. Like, being no – one's, No one's saying that he's not he's good. He's consistently a top three, a top five player in the NBA. I don't have a problem with he's anybody. He's phenomenal. I don't have a problem with anybody talking about his talent and his length and how hard he is to guard and all of those things. And he shoots over all of your heads because he's six foot eleven and his arms are eight feet long. Great. Fine. He's hard to guard. He's incredibly efficient. He scores at will. But LeBron James. But LeBron James. He's getting Space Jam 2. Right. Is Kevin Durant in Space Jam 2? Right. And Didn't think so. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, would they have made Space Jam 2 if LeBron James played soccer? No. They'd have made a soccer Looney Tunes movie. <laughs> they wouldn't have come to Kevin Durant and been like Space Jams, bro. Like, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. Um, come on and slam. Welcome to the gym. It's right. not Kevin Durant. <laughs> it's right. It's not. Um, And the Rockets are, are winning again. Oh, finally. Finally. Good job. Good they, job. they are now, I think they believe they've won seven of the last eight. Oh. Now, Chris Paul is out for a while. All right. Uh, he, he pulled his hamstring, and, and he's old. <laughs> and he's old. <laughs> I mean, that's just the truth. He's not going to heal anytime soon because he's old. Um, also, they showed a stat, and it just kind of made me real sad. He's got four years, okay? It's three years and a player option, and it's max. It's like it's called super max money, Okay. If he doesn't opt out of that last year, it's something like forty-four or forty-three and a half million dollars of the of the Rockets' cap. That's gonna be between him and Harden. That's that's like seventy million dollars that you're already spending four years from now. Hmm. Playing around that. That's so far. (laughs) Right. We'll just trade our future away (laughs) and still not get it. (laughs) Yeah. We'll give you our next twenty-eight draft picks over the next twenty-seven years. Okay. Good news. We are now in the top eight for the playoffs. Hooray. We're the seventh seed. Yay. With the exact same record as the eighth seed. <laughs> One game ahead of both San Antonio and Memphis, who are nine and ten. Two games ahead of Dallas. Three games ahead of Utah. Yay. And Minnesota. <laughs> we're so good, guys. We're five games behind Denver. We're three games behind Golden State. Like, it's just a mess. The West is just a mess. The West is a mess. The Lakers are the four seed. LeBron James and no one else. Four seed. 
literally LeBron James and like a bunch of dudes yeah. got together. <laughs> Last year, these guys were like the 10 seed looking in going, next year, we're going to make the playoffs. And then they get LeBron James, and now they're in the top. Now they have a home field advantage for the first series. Right. So, I mean, it, everything has to everything has to last. You have to see it out. But they still be Golden State Warrior with an injured LeBron James. Right. So, right now, Houston's 18 and 15. But the reason they're winning right now is James Harden's going crazy. Triple doubles, 58-point games, 50-point games, 47-point games. Oh, my gosh. I don't think he's going to be able to do that all season. <laughs> te- so Are you telling me that? <laughs> the players don't just consistently do that all the time, like it's a video game. No, they don't. Oh, they no. don't. Um, <laughs> tell me, tell so me things have effort. Yeah. <laughs> so we're thirty-three games in. We can't. We we can't are, slow down we, now. We can't start saying it's a long season because we're almost halfway done. Almost halfway. The r- at the rate the NBA plays, by the time we air next week, they'll play three more games. They'll have five more to get to forty-one. The All Star breaks in February. So we're coming oh up on Oh boy. At February they've usually played 50 some odd games and they've got about 25 left. Um we'll know by then where we're at. At least we're in the top 7 again. At least we're in the top 7. That that does give me some hope. Um That's some hope. But the teams we're behind, I don't believe for a second San Antonio is going to miss the playoffs. And New Orleans has uh, New Orleans is all the way down now. They're the 14th seed. Um they're 15 to 19. They're only four games away, and Anthony Davis is one of the four or five best players in the NBA. I don't believe they're going to stay down there. They're either going to trade Anthony Davis, and then they'll stay down there, or they'll get some help for him, or he'll just turn it on. I mean, I, they won't. They're not going to be the 14 seed. That's not going to happen. I don't. I don't believe that for a second. Uh, Dallas, Dallas probably wants to stay down there in so the middle. Draft picks, draft picks, but they already got a guy in Luka Doncic, their rookie this year. That's gonna be the rookie of the year. You think so? Yeah, he's real good. He's real good. I mean, it's not. A, it shouldn't be a surprise. He was Euro League MVP. Um, he's oh. he's a competent, but he's a young guy. I think he's only twenty, nineteen or twenty. Oh, it makes me feel real bad. <laughs> yeah, man, that's the thing. I'm the same age as LeBron James, and it's like you're not LeBron James. I'm not. I'm not. When you start talking about like when they start talking about how he owns like percentages of like Mod Pizza and stuff, I'm just like, cool. Hey, Mod Pizza, why don't you sponsor us? Cool. Like it hurts. It hurts <laughs> real bad. Um, how much time we got? We got zero seconds. We got zero seconds. All right. I guess we'll get out of here on that note. Keep tuned to the NBA because it's gonna get interesting. The race. I'm curious to see what happens with the Rockets. I don't think James Harden has him. If he plays another month like this, yeah, great. We'll be like a four seed or a three seed. But then he's gonna lose. He's gonna run out. They'll have to rest him somewhere. Gonna run out of steam. Yeah, he fast. will. He. I mean, you, you don't. You don't. People don't average sixty a night. That's why the Russell Westbrook triple double and then the second triple double after that was so amazing. It, that amazing. level, Russell Westbrook plays at like an energy level unheard of. And have you ever watched? Like, if you ever watch him play, he plays angry and he plays aggressively and he is just sprinting and jumping and yelling the entire time. Now I get onto him on Twitter because I think he's a bully. He starts fights every game with somebody, but he's but that's because of the energy he's playing at. He's playing so intensely that he's just like, don't touch me. I'm so. I'm so like basketball angry right now. Don't Basket- touch me. Basketball. Angry. Yeah, cause they're not really. None of these guys are really gonna fight. None of them. Uh, but he will shove a guy like a tough guy. Uh, and then what a what a cool dude. Then Steve Adams, who looks like Aquaman, will step in and separate everything. Um, that's true. Yeah, he does. He even has like the swirly tattoos. Uh, all right. All of that to say, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be here next week. You are listening to Ball Control right here in Conroe. Uh, thanks for listening. Enjoy the New Year's. Everyone, be safe. Uh, don't drink and drive. Call a friend. Do a neighbor. 
uh, come back next week. It'll be 2019. Oh, man. First show yeah. 2019. <laughs> I'll see you next year. <laughs> Ball control.